are recording now. We are recording. <laughs> it is recording now. So we've been live, but <laughs> I just started recording. Are there certain so. words that I'm not allowed to say or certain words that I am encouraged to say um, during this podcast? <laughs> I think you can assume which ones you're not. I think you can assume which words you're not allowed to say. You're allowed to swear, of course, but like, I think you can assume what you're not allowed to say. You know, anything like offensive by, like, I I think you could pick it up on like (laughs) what. Just don't say anything that's like intrinsically offensive. You you know that you're yeah basically uh, politically correct man Uh, (laughs) don't say anybody's last name in any story that you tell or addressing either of your these co-hosts yeah that's uh, one of the big things we've if you could say moist as much as possible that's that's one word we try to encourage since he's you asked about words we'd like to encourage uh i'd also like yeah uh (laughs) So should I introduce myself? Because I'm not usually on the show. What should I do? Yeah. Uh, well, so this in... is our what? This is number five on our, our fifth podcast. Fourth. Oh, shoot! I gotta change the title. That's what I forgot to do. I forgot to change the title of the podcast on Whoa. Twitch. Let me do that. What did you have it titled as? It's literally what the it's like what the last one was. It saves uh-huh. it. So like on Twitch. Um, the title saves to like whatever you have it on that it stays that until you change it. So let me pull that up right uh, now. But you guys as keep you talking. See, me and Peyton are back on our uh, quarantine chat, just like our last cast. Two weeks. Uh, Peyton has is at an undisclosed location, broadcasting from nowhere my roommate Matt just first at me uh he'll probably be on later i'm at our usual studio aka my living room and uh we our guest tonight is colin he's a upcoming journalist fashionista icon (laughs) one of the funniest people i know and uh yeah colin you want to give like a little instruction yeah, hey, how's it going? Uh, my name's my name's Colin. I've known uh, I've known Ethan and Peyton since about ninth grade. So what is that, man? What is that? Eight. I don't know if this is appropriate to say on stream, but I'm fucking hammered. Yeah, that is that is that is. Hey, You're hey, good. You're hey, good. Hey, that's fine. Uh, nine years. Nine years. Uh, I think I no. I met you guys. Was it? You met me. You yeah, met me way before. Yeah. Well, well you met yeah, Ethan. Peyton, I, I I met you forever ago. I just didn't really like. We weren't really friends. friends yeah, we weren't really friends. Talk to you very much, but we we all went to high school together at like mm-hmm. the, the regular schools and stuff. Yeah. Um, you and me and met in fun. like middle school. I met you in eighth grade, the year you came yeah. here. But I didn't. I also didn't speak to you very often. Um, no. At that point, but about a year later, I did. But uh, yeah, I met you guys. Um. I, I'm kind of like one of the few members of the original friend group we had in high school who I would say like maybe wasn't around, hasn't been around as much in the past four years. I mean, obviously, there are a few other people, you know, in there who we don't really see much at all anymore. But, um, you know, you guys have probably seen 
more of each other and more of Zach, much more of each other and more of Zach and Mitch and, you know, the others than you have with me the past few, few years. Mm-hmm. But most of that's because I've been in Ohio and my family actually, you know, moved to Ohio uh, despite growing up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So that's kind of the reason for that. Um, I went to school for journalism. I graduated last year. Uh, I got a job in journalism kind of recently before that. Um starting in like august of last year up until like uh end of february of this year so for about six months i was doing uh i was uh i was doing social media i was doing marketing for this company so kind of in the same vein of what uh of what journalism is but also very different but yeah no i'm 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 glad to have finally gotten a job in journalism i think that's one of the top that's what yeah that's the topic i kind of brought up to ethan when i discussed coming on tonight with him um and it's been weird to start a job obviously during a pandemic because i started it uh maybe the second week of march and um pretty much one week after i started my job we uh we got sent home we uh we were told not to come back to the office so i haven't been back since march 18th so a little honestly almost a month now um, I don't, that's like a bridged introduction. I don't know. I can go into a lot. That's that's good for a minute. I think that's good. I you don't have to give good. us like the name of the publication, but like what sort, of, what like size publication do you work at? Oh, it's super small. Uh, we it's a uh, it's a local newspaper. We cover local governments, so it's not it's not major stuff. Um, I'd say so the. I'd say the biggest difference, when I was a student, and when I was a student journalist, nobody wanted to talk to me. I would call people on the phone, I would give them my contact info, I'd be like, hey, I'm calling you for a story for blah, 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 publication. It'd be something for the school, or it'd be something for one of my classes. And they, they don't give a shit, you know, nobody's going to see that. They wouldn't call me back. But now that I write for something that people are actually going to see... It's so nice because people actually want to answer me. Um, you know, obviously they look at it as a, uh, look at it as a way to promote themselves or their business, which is kind of annoying. I get a lot of emails like, "Hey, do the story on me." Like, no asshole. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to give you free advertising in this newspaper because you want it. But also, um, it's it's kind of nice that people actually like care to give me uh their their free time for free but maybe that's an effect of the coronavirus and just that everybody i've been talking to has more free time yeah you know, yeah a lot of people there's a lot of people right now that have more free time um uh, i wanted to ask exactly. how things are in ohio um i had a customer today actually uh i don't know if this is true or not but she said that in ohio um because the liquor stores are still open in Ohio, I heard, but you can only get it if you have an Ohio state license. I actually, I don't know anything about that. Oh, um, okay. Ohio has been kind of an interesting state to live in because um, our governor, Mike DeWine, really got on top of this. He honestly, he's not a he's not a beloved governor, at least not before this. This is the only issue that I've personally seen this dude get on top of and actually like really do a pretty good job at, but I think he kind of led the charge for a lot of states on like closing shit down, which obviously is a decision not many people were happy about. Mm. But um, right now he's talking about reopening stuff on May 1st. So we'll see oh, if okay. that actually happens. I think that's kind of an optimistic projection. Um, we'll see if that actually comes to pass. I mean, I hope it does, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the next three days are going to look like. 
not to the next two weeks from now, but or even like so. two months, you know, who knows exactly. what's gonna happen. But I think he did a good job of stamping it out early, so hopefully that'll help Ohio's uh, back up and running, you know, earlier than some other states. But yeah, in Ohio, it's um, uh, you know, it's probably been a lot more restrictive. Like I, you guys have probably had access to a few more things for a bit longer than I did. Every obviously everything like everywhere is kind of closed right now, but. Well, um, yeah, I can't imagine our overall like situations are that different. Well, right we now. um, so like you guys started to close down right around St. Patty's Day, and we did like right like a few days after. So it's not like we lost like okay. we we did lose access around the same time, like a oh, roughly yeah, a couple of days, yeah, honestly. Fairly similar. It was like like yeah, uh, yeah. I'd say like a week after St. Patty's Day, because uh, yeah. I remember uh, after well after St. Patty's weekend, because like everybody yeah. celebrates St. Patty's weekend all in like the weekend before. Uh, mm-hmm. But that Sunday is the day I lost my job, day after St. Patty's Day, and I remember that whole week shit was like still up and running, and then it was the week after it was like okay everybody's got to close down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that but first it was, week shit was still open. It was in with a sh- very, um, you know, very close proximity of time. So. Uh, yeah, it all, it all kind of happened right at once. That was kind of crazy. It was interesting to watch the progression. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, Ethan, yeah, you, um, Ethan, you have yeah, all the well, questions. What else do you want to ask? Ethan has the questions, so. Okay. Oh. First of all, Colin, is the, first of all, what are you drinking? That's the real question. That's. Oh, you know what? You can start that. I'm going. We all going to talk uh, about what we're drinking. I'm gonna go grab I actually mine. Just finished, so. I actually just finished. I'll be right back. Can, so I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna grab my other. Uh, it's a bit more visually impressive here in a second. Here, this is a red straight. So this is a this is a Jamaican beer. It's uh, it's very sweet. Um, you can find six packs of it at some stores. It's in like a very short, fat bottle. It doesn't look like a traditional beer bottle. Um, yeah, it's 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 in like the cheaper class of beer, but I think it tastes better than like most of the other cheaper tier beers. Like it tastes better than PBR. It's like a better tasting High Life, but I like High Life. I know you guys maybe aren't big fans of High Life. I know you're a Ling- Yingling guy. You like Miller Lite though. Like if I'm, if I'm, date if I'm uh, bonging or something, you know what I mean. If I'm shotgunning a beer, I'll shotgun a Miller. From like a Miller Lite. Yeah, day drink, you know. I feel like I'd rather have a Bud Light if I'm gonna drink a Bud. If I'm gonna drink a light beer, I don't know why that is. I think the best day drink beer is probably like a like a little Corona action, like a like a light uh, Mexican beer is like the way to go. I mean, all of those really, honestly, kind of in the same boat for me. Because to me, they, the the difference in taste between all those is not is negligible to me. You know what I mean? What was the yeah, one that we had a couple weeks ago? Uh, it was a, was it a form of do, was it wasn't Dos Equis, It was like a Dos Equis Oh cat yeah, egg. we had Modelo Modelo uh, Negra. That was Modelo so good. Yeah, so that was good. so yeah, good. I love, I love. Was Modelo. it Modelo? I thought we Modelo had, I thought we had a version of Dos Equis, but. Well, okay, so 
No, what we had the last time you were over was Modelo Negra. The Modelo basically stout, like uh, um, Cerveza version yes. stout. Well, we we know that was Elliot's. When, that was Elliot's. Yeah, that was Elliot's. It, we did have um, Dosecchi's MPA Mexico Mexican Pale Ale. That that that's we, we had that a while back. That's that what I'm talking fire. about. That's that just, was really good. The, that that that's what that's I'm talking most, about. That's the most unique beer I've ever had. Like yeah. you've heard about IP, uh, like w like when I say better, I mean like as in like compared to microbrews even like mm -hmm. very unique. It's a you've heard of like an IPA, like an India Pale Ale. It's an MPA. They, an MPA, which I've never heard of. I think it might be the only MPA, the Mexican Pale Ale. You know, it it has like this weird like almost kind of like paprika taste like chili powder taste to it at the end can't it really was really good it. it was really but good Dosecchi's MPA. I gotta I, try that. if you find it buy it dude i've only seen it in a six pack at like my local beer distributor like the local like north side beer like down the street from me like, okay yeah there's a specialty shop in town called 101 bottles i might hop down there and try Oh, I guess I haven't said where I live. I live in Kent, Ohio. I still here. I still live here for some reason. I should move out of here. Where do you? I mean, where is there a location you would prefer? If I could move anywhere right now, I would move to either Pittsburgh or Akron. What about Atlanta? What about Atlanta? What about Atlanta? Atlanta. All right. All right. Don't, don't hit. Don't hit this man in the chat with our life plans, Peyton. All right, what? you don't need to know. Are you guys trying to go to Atlanta? Don't hit this man and the stream with our our life plans, bro. What do you we'll mean? If we're if that's we're after hours. That's we'll after, that after hours. After. Okay. There's okay. a lot. There's a shit ton of film jobs down there. Well, there were before the Rona took over. The Rona. Fuck the Rona. The Anyways, Rona. Uh, Colin, once you get your new bottle, you have to tell us what that is. Uh, speaking of I Mexican beers, well, yeah, hold on. I, you yeah. didn't ask me what I yeah, was drinking. Give me, yeah, give me two seconds. I'll be right back. Okay. Right, I'll introduce what I'm drinking while he's doing that. Oh, okay. Also, last weekend I had speaking of Mexican beers, I had Tecate for the first time. I saw that at the beer distributor for the first time. Mm -hmm. That shit's really good. Is it? That's che it's cheaper and I think better than Corona. But oh, okay. yeah, uh, I'm drinking a Lion's Head. Lion's Head. I'm unemployed. Gotta, gotta make gotta make these cheap beer calls. Hey, Six dollars hey, hey, for twelve beers. I still <laughs> haven't seen you get the cold. Okay. That's that's for uh <laughs> if I go on welfare. <laughs> I still haven't seen the Colt forty five come out, so Remember when I brought that out? <laughs> Remember when Colt I got that? It's kinda hard to drink by yourself, bro. Like I did when though. You and I no, you, you, me, and Matt shared it that one time. I guess like, we did all share well, it together. When you, me, and Matt shared shared the Colt forty five after the film fest, that was, you Dude, know, like I it was a Colt forty five. <laughs> it, it was an experience. It was like yo, you and I me are like sharing it. this like shitty alcohol together. And but it I, tastes it tastes way better than a lot of other beers. It, to be tastes, honest with you, it's definitely the best as far as malt liquor goes. Like that, I would take that over Bud Light. Honestly, I would take that over. It's Bud a Light. toss up. It's a toss up. This is what I got right now. I got myself a big Heineken. Oh, 
<laughs> in that green glass <laughs> when bottle. The when the liquor gets tiny, grab a hiney. <laughs> T-Pain. That's, no, that's what T-Pain says. <laughs> oh, you really? do? I'm going to have to send you a link to this classic video. It's one. It's a classic. It song? Uh, it's a video of this streamer who was like making like somehow brought T-Pain up in his stream and his chat went to T-Pain's stream when he was streaming at the time and they got into like a for fun beef and they ended up playing Connect 4 with each other on stream. <laughs> it's so funny. It's such a good video. I'll have to I'll send you the link. Uh, to the video. You wouldn't expect T Pain to be that active in a stream that he's just like directly communicating with Oh, one he of could the barely set up anything. It, it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. He could barely set up anything. That is a big bottle. I didn't realize how big that was. Wait a second, Ethan, did you did you think it was a normal bottle or do you like Oh shit, that's that, <laughs> I thought it was a normal. It's like bigger than bottle. your arm. This is a twenty two ounce bottle. Ooh, Hell yeah! Where do you get a, a bottle that big? I've seen it's cans like their that version big. of a forty. It's Jeez. like their version of a forty. Okay, yeah, guys, guys used to get those on campus all the time. There's a really? store on campus here that's like sells those. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I've seen. Yeah. Because I've seen. Legend was they didn't card, but like they carded me, so I don't fucking know. <laughs> Legend was. Legend says. They didn't card Brennan, but Brennan's had a beard since he was, like, 14. I started to get carded less Classic. ever since I grew this out, actually. <laughs> I started I mean, to get carded less. A I lot of think places I, I go to don't card me anymore because I'm there, like, every other weekend. You know, they know me now. Mm. But, Peyton, what are you drinking? You're drinking in the, oh, uh, oh, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. The, you uh, got the it. Fortress of Prohibition right now, right? So, gentlemen... <laughs> I have a very, um, a very, uh, how do I describe this? It's, um, it's one of a kind. Definitely. It's definitely a one of a kind beer. Okay. It's, um, it's very well known. Um, maybe not the best, but it's a very well known beer. Um, the one. It's like Britney Spears. The, <laughs> the one, the only. Pavs. Blue ribbon. Oh, PBR bottle, hell yeah. <laughs> you drinking a PBR? That's like it's like someone took a fart in your mouth, bro. That was the first bad. beer Actually, I ever drank. As the an thing adult. is, is um, I didn't drink for a year after that because <laughs> the the thing is though, Ethan, I'm think the way I'm thinking about this is, um, because this is the only thing I I have right now, right? I'm gonna learn to um deal with the taste um to the point to where whenever i come back and i start drinking other stuff bud light's gonna taste like gold i think there's worse beers than pbr icy light is definitely several rungs below PBR. i actually don't mind oh. icy light i actually don't mind it i, I would really? say it's on the same I, I would say it's on the same level right but i i prefer icy light over pbr but it's definitely there's, on the same tier they are definitely the same tier there's certainly worse than pbr 
but like the fact that people the, people put PBR in like a certain like esteem that it does not deserve and that's what bothers me like people do how, like pbr like actually how like it people started drinking pbr by choice is what <laughs> bothers me like it's you know i've drank it when that was the only option sure whatever you're throwing a frat party sure get that pbr it's cheap you know it's cheap it's, it's like, this, like this like this 12 case like this uh if this 12 this uh case of 12 right um, this 12 pack of bottles, 11 bucks. Yeah. It's less than, you know. It's cheap. <laughs> it's, it's cheap as hell. Yeah, it's like it's 80 cheap. to 90 if, cents a beer. <laughs> that's... If that's what you can afford at the time, go for it, man. If yeah. that's all you can get, if you're drinking a Mac, if you're trying to get a lot of people, sure. But don't tell me it's good. Like, if you're trying to get a lot of beer for a lot of people, Bud Light is better, basically the same price. And then don't 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 be going out to a bar when you have like a stable job and you can definitely afford even a Yingling, you know, and order yourself a PBR because you like. This it. doesn't even okay. say. That's what the, the problem I have with it. This doesn't even say what the alcohol content is in this. Most I think it's like five. Beer, most is macro it? beers don't. Oh. Once like, like usually only like higher quality beers say it and they put it on there as like a flex they're like oh this ipa has 11 percent well well no because bud light know, says it, it if you bud, have a beard bud light says it has like three bush says it has like two point something or three percent something like that i swear bush is half piss and half water bush is i think is i don't know how it's a mainstream beer to be completely honest with you i don't know how bush is a because it's beer. one literally one of the cheapest same with um but i See, you see those big things with, uh, those big things of Bud Ice at the gas station? Like, that's what you buy when you've got, like, three DUIs under your belt. You had to take a bike, you had to take a bike to the gas station. I always see people on their bike, and I'm like, that's the DUI bike. That's it. They're going to get beer at the gas station, but they have a DUI. You can tell. Don't tell me you guys haven't seen people like that and been like, yep, I know what that is. I, know what I haven't. Is. I haven't. Ethan well, might have. I, but Ethan, I Ethan. have. Ethan I mean, the city. Yeah. You've seen that a billion times. <laughs> no, they probably just walk. They probably just walk. I saw that more in, in yeah. living in, in the suburbs, dude, because like, really? people had to bike That's to the fair. beer store. Or in the city, there's enough beer you stores just you walk. can walk to any one of them, yeah. But no, dude, I, I, I do be see though me and my roommate walked. Well, it's me the and same Matt type of look. Walked to the beer store last week, but that's just because we're bored and we want some exercise. Hey, hey it's the it's the that's same it. type of look that like you can definitely tell when a family comes into Walmart. You can definitely tell when they are using food stamps. Like it's just like it's not even a question. Like you just you just know. Like at least for me because I've worked there. It's like I I just know. I just I, I know. And it's not a shocker to me. It's like, yeah, yeah. I hate to be that guy, but no, you're I mean, not helping your case. When I used case. to work at a gas station, when I used to work at a gas station, people would come in and use EBT, and you could kind of always tell which is Ohio's food stamp. You can kind of always tell. Oh, you that's know, that's um, out the card. EBT is also the same for um, like EB, That's what PA uses. Okay. It's just everyone calls it food stamps. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if that was like a national agency or what. I think it's it is national. a national. I think a lot of us still just refer to it as food stamps because we're we're not with the times. No, because I mean it makes even they literally like food 
tickets. <laughs> it makes yeah. sense to call it that, I think. Mm -hmm. That's an accurate name. I don't I don't see why some people I don't see why people would be offended by that. But I mean I guess referring to people like having poverty in any ways may be offensive to them. I don't know. <sighs> no I'm... offense, Peyton. We used to roast you with that one a lot. <laughs> but only because we like knew it wasn't especially true. I mean look at where I'm where, look at where I'm at now. Look. Yeah, you're in the 10 Cloverfield Lane bunker, bro. <laughs> yo, yo, that was a good-ass movie. <laughs> I like that one. It's I didn't watch movie. the Cloverfield Paradox. I heard that was awful. Yeah, I heard it was but... shit. I was gonna watch it, but then I heard it was shit. Mm -hmm. I wanna watch the original Cloverfield. I haven't seen that, actually. I need to watch that. I, um, I've been on a big Blade Runner kick recently. I watched Blade Runner for the first time about, like, a month and a half ago. See, I still haven't seen it yet. It I still haven't seen it yet. I think I'm finally oh, going to yeah. watch it pretty soon on Netflix. Dude, so. yeah, dude, let me know when you want to watch 2049, either of you. You have it, right? No. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I intend to watch what? that. Dude, I also... we gotta watch it. Because uh, I don't like the original Blade Runner. Like, 2049 I fuck with. That's a good-ass movie. But the, yeah, original the original one is... Blade Runner is is kind of overhyped. It's people talk about it like it's one of the greatest films of all time, and it's okay. It's cool. It's very slow, and it kind of launched cyberpunk as a genre, which cyberpunk is dope. But other than that, it's not that exciting of a movie to watch or that interesting. Like I appreciate what it did for the times, like mm -hmm. you, know, you were saying, establishing the the cyberpunk neo noir genre. Exactly. But like, like fuck, dude. Like. Put a song in there that's not elevator music. The sound design, the musical choice for that movie, it was terrible. The whole, I didn't pick up on that. Music. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's honestly not that exciting. They should have gone with some like weird, like techno, like crazy stuff. Well, I think. More. Well, it, Ethan, it says probably... that, Ethan says that 2049 is like a lot better and should be the one that's more yeah. talked about. And didn't it almost it's, win best it's in really photography? It's not. Didn't it win best in or it, it was it got nominated for best cinematography? It won best cinematography. Oh, it Roger did. Deakins, the best, as we talked about in our first two podcasts, Roger Deakins, best DP alive, got his first actual Oscar finally after being nominated a million times. Finally got it for 2049. Got his second one this year for 1970, which I still haven't oh, seen. Shit. But yeah, Another no. De Deacons is the best, the best DP ever, like, currently living. Uh, I started to watch 2049. I know it gets super weird at some parts. There's, like, a big pink or blue lady that floats around who, like, I don't know uh, what she's up to. That's not that weird. It's, when you see it, it's okay. not weird. Hey, listen, Colin, it it's hard sense. to call, it, it's hard to call anything in cinema weird after, after watching evangelion Eva. okay like, yeah, like, it's hard to call anything weird after seeing end of evangelion like let's be completely honest like you don't know what you're watching that second half of that movie like, you really don't like it's like it's i don't a... know what i was watching any of that movie that movie's <laughs> awesome that movie's incredible the first half is sick the second half is, is you know colin is something. Uh, incredible is very something. might be a strong word i liked it i liked it i liked it but i wouldn't call it incredible <laughs> I think I think Evangelion is high art. Evangelion. I think it deserves it deserves praise it deserves praise that very few anime shows watch. But honestly, 
Hey, I like, probably only have that perspective on it because my friend Darian is super into it and has analyzed it to the point where well, Riley loves wild it. Shit about it. Riley loves it. I could see it. Riley loving it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Ethan said. Ethan I don't want to reset like... on topics that you've done on previous. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's respect. We gotta respect the audience. A yeah, little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta we respect we the audience. To... Unlike the director of Evangelion. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, yeah. He's working a budget budgetary restraints we we, we 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 talked about that as well in the pod in the podcast so like anyway hideyake honor <laughs> saved anime in 1996 and if buddy wants to if you want to come for me on that one you oh, can that's that's a fact like he revolutionized the industry and he completely changed exactly. it and that's that's not even arguable um, but anyway anyway let's talk about but like, yeah I'll, I'll, let's I'll, talk about Colin's life I'll talk about yeah, let's, yeah. We'll touch on anime bit, at the I'm, end. Honestly, I've been watching a, a lot of anime this year. Like, okay, that's a what stupid I like amount. Like, I, I, fuck. Well, there's a stupid amount of it. <laughs> there is uh, a stupid about, amount. If we're gonna talk about anime, let's talk about that towards the end. Okay, we'll okay. Talk about, that's fair. Because anime's yeah, been so, covered to death. All right, so Ethan. yeah, a little bit more about my job and like the day-to-day so well, I probably, ethan has the I questions probably... ethan has well, the questions no, no, fucking go, go, go oh, talk, okay, talk okay, about okay. Okay. talk about life dude yeah okay so i cover local governments i cover county governments um and even the people who are involved in county governments admit that a lot of this stuff that they do is like watching paint dry like you'll go to a meeting for so so i work in a in a county called giaga it's it's kind of like adjacent to cleveland um very rural there are 13 communities. Uh, uh oh. Paul and my boy, see money. Did he? Did he? Did like your mic? Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Now I can. Now I can. You cut out. All right. Is there an echo? Um, I can hear myself when we talk. So. Oh shit! I apologize. Hey, it's it's worth it. Just just fucking send it. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. keep going. So there's. There are 13 communities within this one county. I don't know how usual that is, but that's insane. Each of these communities has either like a board of trustees or a village council or something. And these boards of trustees or these village councils meet like once every two weeks to make what I would call fairly mundane decisions like, hey, we're going to uh, resurface this road in a few months or we're going to redo the water sewer line under this road. You know, things that affect the community and things that are important at the end of the day, but things that, you know, aren't really that interesting on, like, a macro level perspective, if, if you're trying to look at it from the top down. Mm-hmm. So Still this is not, are... What? This is not uh, hard-hitting news. Uh, it's, it's hard news in the fact that it's still covering government, but it's not like, it's not like people are jumping out of their seat to read this stuff um unless they're you know maybe over the age 50 people <laughs> like that tend to be more involved with county county governments and county politics than than younger folks for sure but every once yeah. in a while i do write some pretty cool stories i was telling ethan um via text uh so a few weeks ago um mostly pretty much all of my reporting since i've started has dealt with COVID 19 and just like coronavirus and people's responses different communities responses to coronavirus or different businesses uh one of those involved interviewing uh the president of cleveland cinemas which is a group of theaters 
uh, in Cleveland, one of which is the Cedar Lee Theater. It's a very historic cinema in Cleveland. Um, Ethan, you may have heard of that one. You guys both may have heard of that one. It's a nice spot. I saw I saw Uncut Gems there, among a few other films, and you know it's a it's a really great theater. But he was telling me um, the story is about they're doing a virtual screening room right now, so you can pretty much go online, and this is another way for them to make money while while theaters are closed down. You can go online, and you can basically pay money to stream movies. It's obviously not as cost effective as something like Netflix or Hulu, where you pay ten dollars a month and get a billion things for free. This is like ten dollars a movie, but it's still a way to support. The film distributor, uh, independent filmmakers, and theaters at this time. And he was telling me about this one independent uh, film studio he'd get me in contact with. He got me in contact with them, basically. And they got me in contact with a filmmaker who had made a documentary last year about Neil Armstrong. Um, so uh, the, the, this is kind of an interesting story. The, the dude went and met with, uh, with Neil Armstrong's sons and, uh, you know, pitched the movie to them and was like, Will you help us with the movie with information, interviews, quotes, stuff like that? They were like, sure. They were like, do you have anybody in mind to voice this documentary? And um, this filmmaker I was talking to, this dude, this dude's funny. His name was uh, his name was Gareth. I won't give away his last name, but super British dude talking to this dude in London, just like the most fucking British accent you could ever imagine. Um, He's telling me, he's like, yeah, so the sons, uh, the sons of Neil Armstrong offered, you know, we have two people in mind who could perhaps be the narrator for this picture. Um, and they said the options uh, of people that they personally knew who they could reach out to were George Clooney and Harrison Ford. And I guess the studio preferred Harrison Ford. Um, I guess the reasoning for that is that Harrison Ford is more of like a gruff cowboy kind of thing. You know, the whole yep. Han Solo space cowboy kind of thing. Um <laughs> I don't know why Neil Armstrong knows George Clooney and Harrison Ford, probably just because those were su two like super cool actors. And he's like, also just like a super cool celebrity guy. So I'm sure if you're Neil Armstrong and you're just like, I want to meet Harrison Ford, people will make that happen for you, I guess. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. Was, I guess so people will just make it happen. Mm -hmm. So it was cool being able to have access that I entered it. I was, to that anecdote i was like why i was like that's interesting why'd you guys choose harrison ford over george clooney like i would say that george clooney is a bigger actor but well, harrison I, ford is more thematically fitting i well i think um like personally like it, it well it was it was a voiceover right that's what you said yeah he voiced over and then it probably did like the thing in documentaries where it cuts to hit where it cuts to his face and he's see, like talking for a little bit see if i was to a documentary i think i would prefer george clooney's voice you know he's got a more like yeah. deeper more subtle voice i think i would prefer to her to hear his voice than harrison ford's because like anytime i That's hear harrison good. ford's voice i either think of indiana jones or uh, Star Wars. Like it just is like it's just it's just there, right? I'm with the filmmaker on this one, man. Harrison Ford all the way. Like, dude, like Harrison Ford's got that depth. He's got that gruffness. He's got he's like he's older now, so he talks slower. Whereas Clooney, like, think think about Harrison Ford in, like Cowboys versus Aliens. Slow, methodical, uh, sexy. I haven't think seen about that. Clooney. It's a, it's a great. Very underrated film. Sorry, everybody, for that static. Uh, I think it, when I hear Clooney's voice, I think uh, 
fucking oh brother where art thou where he like kind of talks through his nose and he just like talks real fast the whole movie well, and yeah, it's more comical than anything else but that's in that's in that movie though like he doesn't right, talk like that like that like in most he doesn't what, talk like what, that in most of his movies most it's people still the connection though bro like, well that's your connection like i'll believe it or not a lot of people haven't seen oh brother without like where art thou I, I believe it. I, I'm well aware they haven't seen it before I'm plugging it right now. Whereas, but, like, like, every... Like, it's hard to find people who haven't seen Star Wars and Indiana Jones. It's so hard exactly, to find people who haven't. Harrison Ford has the better voice. No, I think those are just bigger movies. <laughs> because a lot of people have seen that... the Oceans movies. Like... Okay, here here's the point that I'll make. Harrison Ford is cool as fuck. George Clooney is kind of cool, but he's not that cool. <laughs> he's hot. He's hot, but he's not that cool. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude, but he's just a dude in a suit. He's like a fuck. He's like okay, a okay. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's that's very true. I can, I can. Whereas Harrison that. Ford is not only sexy, but he's also a badass. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna go run into the piss. I'll be right back. Okay. A very, <laughs> very. Um, I would like to put that quote up on my wall. I'm gonna go run and take a piss. Very right um back. underrated film. It, you know, it's it's not like a, an amazing film, but it's just an underrated film. Like not a lot of people like talk about it. It's a Harrison Ford Ford movie. Um, Fugitive. I don't know if you've seen that. Fugitive's oh, dude, a... I grew up on the Fugitive, bro. That's my mom's favorite movie, practically. It's, it's actually like re- I, it's really good, and not a lot of people talk about it. Surprisingly, dude, so. I've been watching the Fugitive since I was like seven, bro. Like, <laughs> the doctor, his wife gets to doctor gets framed bro he fucking yeets himself out of that like waterfall thing mm-hmm. you got tommy lee jones and you got harrison ford now today harrison ford has aged and he's like the same age tommy lee jones was when they made the fugitive true so he's like playing those type of roles now or the the the, the tables have turned but like great ass movie, two very like stoic old men type people yeah. characters in that movie. Great, great nineties film. I just mentioned but, Fugitive. Yeah. I just mentioned Fugitive. That it's a very un- um un- I think I, I should say underrated, underappreciated film. Underappreciated for sure. Okay, so wait, real quick though, on the Fugitive, it has this very this aesthetic that's very nineties, like New York in the wintertime. Yeah. Like Northeast America in the winter time, urban environments. Well, it's Chicago, but we'll say urban environments in the winter time. Yeah. I feel like a lot of '90s film, for whatever reason, have that aesthetic to them that you don't really see in the 2000s. Like shitty cities covered in snow. You know what I'm talking about? I think. Um, like was I... Home Alone two made in the '90s? Well, yeah, both, yeah, both of them were '90s, right? Weren't they? Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, Home Alone two is it was before, uh, was before nine eleven. So. Yeah, so '90s. Like I'm saying, Fugitive, the Home Alone movies. Did Die Hard take place in New York? Yeah. I don't know if it's New York, but it takes place yeah. in a city. But like that, that, it's that aesthetic, that, that aesthetic. Which you're right, like, Ethan. We it, don't really see that nowadays. It's it's not a good aesthetic, so I'm like, I understand why we don't see it anymore. But for whatever reason, that period of time, 
You ever seen Twelve Monkeys? I've heard of it. I've not. I've not watched. Oh, it. I've heard God, of it in like sci-fi. Ethan, we Bruce need to... best performance. I'm not even from. We need to watch That's... Twelve Monkeys simply because of Twelve. Ethan. Yeah, dude. Fuck Twelve. Fuck Twelve. <laughs> Fuck Twelve. Fuck Twelve. <laughs> well, the abandoned house across the street for me. One day I woke up and it just has fuck 12 spray painted all across it. I think it was Nomad there when I came, in, came for 4th of July. I think I've seen that. Okay, okay. You know what I'm talking about. No matter where you stand in my living room, <laughs> you can always see it. That's so funny, bro. My yeah, favorite is... piece of artwork Do, that I have. Have you figured That's out what it means you sent me yet? That girl standing in front of that shit was funny as hell. Oh yeah, so to elaborate on what he just said the other day, I was sitting in my living room doing classes on my computer because what the fuck else am I going to do? I go to get the mail, and I see these two like high school chicks posing. The one chick's posing, the other chick's taking the picture. That's how I knew it, it was like a, a pose for certain. She's posing in front of the fuck 12 graffiti on the side of this abandoned house. Just so wait until like, you, you know? see it in your Instagram, like... Uh, in your like Instagram story, like like or not story, like in your Instagram searches, and the search filter just goes random. It's gonna pop up, and you're. I was, I was like, you know, I'm not sure if that's the best thing to pose in front of. Like, you know, I'm not sure if I, I don't know. But I opened the door to get my mail. I was like, I yelled at him. I was like, fuck. 12. They they both stared at me like scared shitless. I was like, fuck twelve. Fuck twelve. <laughs> I think like, I, like, I laughed and I like <laughs> grabbed my mail and went inside. I was like, yeah, whatever. Fuck, fuck it, was, it was pretty fucking funny. Fuck Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said his last name. I listen to so many podcasts and people always accidentally say people's last names. I'm like, how stupid can you be? How like, <laughs> stupid? And you literally almost said it. And you literally almost did it. A lot of podcasts, it's not a big deal. But, like, we also, I don't know, we just say a bunch of random shit on this one, you know? Yeah. yeah I'd rather I mean, cover my ass than not cover my ass. Literally, I can, I can say this name on air and to whoever because it's literally two of, like, the most... <laughs> Zach's last name is one of the most common names in, like, the his Like, there are a billion <laughs> people named the same thing as this person who we know. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I, he's not wrong. Like... If he like were if, to say if, it, even if somebody nobody... were to listen to this podcast, go on Facebook and try to look him up, they they couldn't <laughs> find him. They they wouldn't be able to find this dude like at all. <laughs> they probably already know what funny. it is based off of context. <laughs> like, like like they probably would literally Google search most common last name in America, oh, and it would probably you. pop up. Actually, I'm gonna Google search that right now, just just out of. Just out of um, curiosity. Yeah, I actually, I'm actually interested in knowing that myself now. It's gonna, you, you know, with the way. It <laughs> is it? Cause I was gonna say like, oh, it is. Is it? It's. Is it the name or is it like a his, a Hispanic name? Because like you know, a lot more people are immigrating from Hispanic countries. Oh, that's true. So it's um like. I, I, I mean, like, it, but it is. It's literally the highest, along with like. Wait, is it literally? <laughs> at least so from funny. this Google search, it is. Wow. So, uh, Colin, what was the? You kind of touched on this earlier. If you don't want to answer this because you already said it, that's fine. What 
was it like starting a new job at the start of a pandemic? You said you had to leave basically a week after you started. Was that like, how did that affect you like as an employee, as a writer? What was that like? Like for maybe not first, but like maybe not first big boy job, but like finally getting to like, not everybody gets the job in their field after college and you did. I mean, well, I mean, that I can talk about the the road leading up to that. So yeah, I graduated. Yeah, I graduated in May of last year. Um, my lease at my apartment in Kent uh, pretty much ended at the around the same time, probably like two weeks after I grad, or maybe a month after I graduated. So I uh, I moved back home with my parents for a few months just until I uh, was able to find a full time job in my field or some kind of like full-time like big boy job um i was delivering pizzas i pretty much did that until august so i pretty much did that for like two or three months last summer and it was an okay gig i mean at first i was like what the fuck like i graduated and i deliver i'm delivering pizzas but like so many people i know have graduated school and like go go in and work part-time jobs there's actually honestly there's no shame in working part-time jobs for a few months even years after you graduate you know whatever you need to do i have honestly no judgment in my heart for for people who don't go right into their field because it's hard to find a job right in your field you know journalism people aren't really chomping at the bit to hire people because people don't have any fucking money right now <laughs> so i had a bit of trouble finding that job Eventually, using Indie and some other jobs like that, I eventually landed uh, two interviews on the same day. One was to be a social media director at this company, and the other one was to be, uh, I think it was a copywriter at um, at the National Inventors Hall of Fame. I didn't get the National Inventors Hall of Fame job. I got this other job, and I won't say what company it was at, but it was at a telecommunications company, and I was doing social media for them and marketing. And while marketing, I would say, is kind of uh, an adjacent field to journalism and uses, there's a lot of crossover in terms of the skills, it's a lot different. I didn't know how to business-to-business market. And when you're in telecommunications and marketing, that's what you're doing. So this company, even describing the products that this company made can be a little bit difficult. The best, the most relatable example that you guys would probably have seen in your day-to-day lives are, uh, if you look at any telephone wires, sort of towards the end by the poles you'll see it's almost like a tennis rack or a uh, yeah a tennis racket shaped design it's like sort of like a little like oval that had it's like a bit smaller at one end yeah um yeah that shit holds fibers our company made that um so obviously marketing this stuff is extremely difficult especially when you don't have a marketing background and to uh, to compound my not enjoying that job, it was also an hour drive from where I currently live. So I would drive there. I would wake up at like six in the morning, drive there for an hour, work for like eight or nine hours, and then drive home. So that's like that was like twelve hours of my day. So honestly, that was just like awful. Like yeah, that I was, was just a rough way to live. Yeah, no, that was, like, a shitty way to live for, like, about six months, um, especially because the job wasn't something that made me feel fulfilled, or I didn't feel like I was, like, adequately performing the job at all just because of my lack of, like, background, things like that. So I kind of just toughed it out for six months, and honestly, that was, uh, that was one of the shittiest six months of my life, um, just, like, going through that and, like, 
the commute being probably the biggest reason I hated it. That's but, a long um, drive. That's a long drive. It's a long drive. But basically, the whole reason I told that story is to to kind of illustrate. You know, people always say that it, it can take a while to find a job in your field, but like. It does take a minute. I didn't get this job until March, and even that was less than a year after I graduated. So I'm sure I could have which been in a incredible, much Which is incredible. Which is incredible. Yeah, you know, like it could have really been much crazy. So, but um, yeah. So that's kind of my advice. You know, you guys might take a little while to find jobs necessarily doing, and anybody else listening to this might necessarily take a, uh, a while to find jobs doing what they want to do or doing what they're practically trained to do, but. Um, you know, it can be a, it can be a bit defeating, but you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of just like keep pushing it. Um, even if you don't get the job, just keep applying for new ones and, and keep going to interviews, even though it sucks, you'll get one eventually. You gotta push, you gotta push forward. Like we're pushing Corona. That's the <laughs> same. It's what was it like after like a whole, not, not even a full year of like searching for like a job you would at least enjoy. Um, and leaving it. Um, yeah, so leaving that job was also fairly difficult. You know, I've only worked part-time jobs, and you guys both know my history. I've kind of jumped around, <laughs> even even in high school, between, like, yeah. a lot of different jobs <laughs> and a lot of different places. But, yeah, um, this wasn't the longest job I've, I've ever worked in my life. That was probably, like, when I was working at Panera. I worked there, like, over a year or some shit like that. But... I worked this place about six months, but I had probably put the most time in there just because I was doing consistently 40 hours every week, and that was my first full-time job. So, you know, leaving that and leaving all the people I was friends with there um, was kind of difficult, and it was probably one of the hardest. It was definitely the hardest decision I make about pretty much as soon as the, uh, the, the newspaper job got offered to me that I would take that just because, one, uh, not driving an hour and two actually doing what I'm trained to do is super fulfilling and rewarding and makes work interesting instead of something that I dread and hate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been it's been okay. Um, I've had a bit to this new job. You know, anytime you start a job, you have a shit ton of questions for your superior, and instead of being in the office with my superior, I have to sort of text or call my boss and wait for her to be available and if she's not available you know i'm kind of shit out of luck but i mean i'm still very thankful that i have a job you know then obviously i i'm i'm sad that you're unemployed i'm sad that many other people are so people who are on unemployment are are making more money than i am so (laughs) hopefully you're getting those checks dude everyone you know people got their trump bucks People, yeah, I did not get my twelve hundred, but I hope you get the twelve hundred too. I'm curious on when mine will come in. Apparently, um, yeah, I don't know if I'll like get mine. I don't know when I'll get mine in. So PNC, I couldn't even check my account on PNC the day that that came in because it it was just down, and I assumed it was because so many people were checking their accounts. Yeah, but yeah, this any other customer... questions? That's kind of like. Uh, Sorry if I just like um if I just like filibustered up here for like no no that's what podcasting is my guy yeah that's and fair. that's and ours is very laid back and chill so yeah so on. yeah some podcasts like my boy Stevie his his podcast is very organized and it's good it's good yeah. for it's very organized some podcasts like the Freakonomics podcasts are 
is too organized. It's annoying, Ooh, actually. If you've, if you've ever listened to it, it's it's good. It's you get a lot of good information, but it's too organized. And then ours is like the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Like, very, yeah. like, intentionally disorganized. But, you know. Intentionally. There's an for that. There's an audience hey, for that, I hope. Nothing, I hope there's a fucking audience for that. Nothing beats, uh, nothing beast beats our first. Or, no, no, nothing beats episode two. Nothing beats episode two. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nothing beats episode two. You was know what? It, no, episode two was no. our or was our drunk cast when we literally were just something. talking about uh, the win the winners of the Academy Awards. Yeah. So if if you guys if someone's new to the cast and they're watching right now or they're watching this uh, playback on YouTube, go to episode two. It's something. Oh, it's uh, something. All you can day. you can. And really see where we came from. It's very so, long. It's very Were you guys long. happy with Parasite One or Um No so, we'll keep this brief, but uh, Yeah, we'll keep it brief. Have you watched Parasite yet, Peyton? On Hulu? It's on Hulu. For all of our viewers, it's on fucking Hulu. I do not have Hulu, first of all. Um first of all, whenever you come over, you gotta watch because we have Hulu. Okay. Uh so meaning no, I have not seen it yet. So Colin, um, have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I actually saw it at that Cedar Lee Theater, one of the theaters owned by the dude I was talking to earlier. Or the, he was president of the company, doesn't fucking own them. But yeah, I, I liked it. Um, it certainly wasn't what I expected it to be. I thought it was going to be a straight thriller the whole way through, but I um, I didn't like it as much as I thought it would, based on the praise it was getting. But I still liked it. A Okay. Yeah, I I also saw it in theaters, um, because Peyton and I were trying to see every every best picture nom for the podcast. We yeah. we fell short of that goal. I didn't even see everything. But yeah. uh, I mean, it's difficult to do any given it, year unless it, you're literally that's the, your job, you know. It yeah. it really is. Um, I was rooting for Joker, and I still uphold that Joker should have won. Um, but Parasite was definitely my second choice. Like. Yeah. what i would have wanted to win next over anything else um yeah i wouldn't say so like you say that joker got snubbed i wouldn't call it a snub if especially no. if it, especially if it was your second pick like if, if parasite was i don't want to get too deep down this rabbit hole because we we've literally had two podcasts about it already but i didn't say i said if Episodes one, episode one is lost to the the cyberspace, so we don't have me saying this. Boy. But I, but I said if Joker lost to Parasite, it's not a snub. Oh, if okay. Joker loses to anything else, it's, it's a, a snub. snub. Yeah. Parasite. Okay, so he likes Parasite. But... Oh yeah, I, I thought it was great. I don't, I personal opinion, I thought Joker was better, but I don't think Parasite winning is a snub to Joker. Anything, okay. anything else winning definitely would have been. So did you like Joker, Colin? I actually didn't see it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is That's, crazy, you know, actually. Biggest movie of the year, but fair. fair yeah, to yeah, yeah. Abstain from seeing the biggest Big movie of the year. True. I Big if true. Definitely understand why. Can I listen? I'll tell you guys something. <laughs> I when I tell people that I've never seen Forrest Gump, the reaction on their faces is wild. And when I tell them that I have no intention. To ever watch Forrest Gump and have no interest in seeing that movie, the expression on their face is even wild. Hey, that's fine by me. It's well, that's fine. We yeah. literally had a debate about this on St. Patty's Day. Who? And 
Who? I mean, like, it looked like... You were here for this. I was, but, like... With, with, with Matt's Matt? cousin. I bet yeah, Matt's cousin it, went off. Like, it's it must be it watched by every American. I've About seen... I've heard people say that, like, you're not American if you haven't seen Forrest Gump. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what? My one, my one film professor's like, yeah, it's shit. And people get all butthurt about it. And I'm like, I mean, it's it's good. It's a, like a heartwarming movie. Kind of. Kind of. Like, like I haven't just... seen it, but I, but I know in my mind that I have seen better movies than that movie. <laughs> like, there's definitely better movies. That's there. fair. And I, I can't name offhand other films that, like, there's definitely other films that I have that thought process about. I, but yeah, that's Valid reason to not see it. I have. I seen also have that thought process about Titanic, but I would, I would be much more open to watching Titanic than I would be to watching um, Forrest Gump. Yeah, I'll agree on that. Yeah, I'll agree on. What about Pocahontas? What about Pocahontas? What, what about Blue Blood? I'm like echoing. Um, wait, wait. What about Blue People wait, wait. Pocahontas? What about Blue People Pocahontas. Peyton loves to talk about this. Yes. <laughs> Blue people, Pocahontas. What's your opinion on that, Colin? Uh-oh. So that's he's referring to uh, Avatar by James Cameron. They, I don't know how they haven't come out with the second one yet. They've been talking about coming out with the second Avatar for so many goddamn years, like. Dude, and then I love how they announced like, oh yeah, there definitely isn't going to be a second one. There's definitely going to be like five. It's like what? It's a franchise. Yeah, you like no James Cameron. Dude, Cameron, fucking sell to Disney. Next movie will be out tomorrow. Guarantee it. Dude, Avatar 2... Yeah, I agree. That's Avatar fair. 2 will come out when the FF7 remake is actually complete. It's what? not complete. It's <laughs> like they call in laughs. That's, That's gonna like... be a wild journey, and uh, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but I'm not... That's a kind of a niche topic, so I'm gonna save it. <laughs> oh, Papa, is he... So, uh, remember when Final Fantasy 15 was Final Fantasy 13 versus Colin? <laughs> yeah, it probably would have been better. Actually, the Final Fantasy, um, the Final Fantasy 7 remake, I'll touch on this very briefly, reminds me a lot of a hybrid of Final Fantasy 13 and 15, but surprisingly, I like that. Sounds like something that's really bad that I just described. But it's actually <laughs> I was about to say, like, 13 is, like, unan- like it's, like, unanimously, like, the worst Final Fantasy game, like, without question. Like, I don't think anybody has ever argued that, like, it's a good game ever. Like, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, Like, that's I don't fair. think yeah. I've heard, like, I, I, like, like... You know, I I don't think I've ever heard someone talk anything good about that game. Like, <laughs> other than Dude, like, it does online. look good. It looks good. Like, I was online and I saw a few days ago that Riley already platinum Persona Five Royal, and that game that's a Persona game that came out three weeks ago. That's insane to me. I mean, like, obviously it's Riley, and that's like his, that's like his lifeblood is Persona. But, he like, got that the was collector. Insane. He got the like. Well, cause so he got the collector's edition for Persona Five, right? He also yeah. got the collector's edition for Royal. I mean, that's understandable. If you're that big of a fan of the series, like you should. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Did you play Persona Five? I actually didn't beat it. 
I probably played through like maybe a little bit less than half of it. So dude, I'm probably gonna buy Royal and just restart it. Dude, that game's it. just presentation. It's is, beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's so stylized. It's, it's, it's so amazing. It's incredible. Like it's actually mm -hmm. like uh from the actual style of it to the music. Oh mm -hmm. my god, the music. That um that composer, I think, he needs yeah. way more praise. He needs. Way I ha more I have to agree with Riley that P three is the best one, but yes! five is also <laughs> super good. P 3s music is just like in a class of its own. Like, no, dude, nothing like. Oh, it, it really is. It <laughs> it really is. When I think about it. Did you? Uh, I I think Persona three is the best game. Personally, I know you're a huge fan of four, and I, you know, I, I can't fault you for liking four more. I just, I, I do like the grittier tone of three, so maybe that's just personally like my, my personal thing on that. So. No, no, I, I can get behind that, and yeah, there's, there's just like a whole different style for the music and just like the world you explore. I mean, oh, obviously, yeah. four has more stuff to do and like make some improvements, but yeah, three is just like super classic for a lot of reasons mm -hmm. so anyway there's Big E back what's up Big E <laughs> uh, yeah didn't you have any other questions you wanted to you wanted to pose me yeah so a few here so uh, so uh, you know Colin you're, you're a man of media you're a man of news reporting and yeah. you know like I don't know you look kind of like Pretty much any you you kind of a lot of platforms. People like talk about oh the media, the media is doing this, the media is overhyping it. No one ever really wants to define what media is, right? You're a news outlet, right? How do you yeah. feel the news has covered coronavirus? Do you think it's been like like whenever I read the news, whenever I read social media, or look at fair, look at uh, different articles posted on social media from a couple different sources? There's a lot of like conflicting information, right? Some people are like, oh, you know, we're doing all the right virus. I don't know what that sound was. That was a uh, notification from Colin, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was, sorry, that was my work email. You're good, you're good. Cool. Uh, but um, a lot of people talk about like, oh, we're, this is overkill, everything we're doing. A lot of people are like, oh, well, if we reopen business now, the virus is gonna have resurgence, etc. There's a lot of like conflicting views, and no, it seems like everyone's an expert today. You know what I mean? Do you, have you guys experienced like a similar um type of feeling, a, a similar type of conversation well, amongst the people you so, interact with? So how about well, one thing I will say is um I think Florida announced that they're gonna be opening up their beaches back yes, up pretty soon. I did. That is and um. I find the I find the feedback from the people to be the most surprising part. Um, the people are mad that they're opening back up. They're like, like I saw somebody, like I saw a comment today of someone saying, "Why is Florida still a state of, of Why is Florida still a part of the U.S.?" Like, I was like, "What? Like, Florida has never been an issue, like ever. Like, like what? Like." Are you serious? I was like, what if is we're this? We're gonna start getting rid like... of states. Like, <laughs> there's a few. Yeah, there's a few that are. 
Florida. <laughs> They're on thin ice. Huh? That's actually my dad's living now. I don't know how much I have to you about this. Okay, but you, you asked me a different question. So I, we can what talk I was getting at is, it seems like everyone's an expert. It seems like every other news source has a different take on these things. And maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just like the weird conglomeration of people I'm friends with on social media and the weird conglomeration of news sources that I read because I try to read a little bit of everything. But how do you feel? How do you feel the news? How do you feel like uh, reporting? How do you feel journalism has covered this? Do you think it's been accurate? Do you think it's been balanced? Like, what do you what do you think? You're a man in the business. Um. So my 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 ethical theory when it comes to journalism is that everybody should come into it with a sense of media literacy. Um and 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 know which sources they want to read and which sources they don't whether those are sources that support their opinion or don't support their opinion everybody's going to make choices about what sources they trust more so than clicking on random articles i think that people are more likely to flock to their favorite source every day than they are to just click on random shit but um you know i have i i, I have no idea that's that's at least my approach to it I've always looked at it as um, you should know what your media biases are before you start reading anything, and you should go into what you read and choose what you read based on that. Um, but obviously, a lot of people are stupid, <laughs> and uh, and uh, media literacy just isn't a thing, so they can't differentiate between you know what articles are trying to be genuine, what articles are written by people who actually give a shit, and you know like what articles are just kind of written to. Uh, what articles are just kind of written to sensationalize something and, and, and get clicks to make ad rep. Um, I think it's up to, I, I don't know. I'm always of the opinion that everybody should make their own choices as to what to read. I think a lot of the media out, I think you should only right uh, now in this situation. Can you, can you re-say what you just said? Cause I think we, at least I lost your audio for a second. I don't know if we all did. I didn't think I did. I thought I was fine. Although you have someone wanting to bully you, Colin. Like, or no, no, not bully you. Somebody wants you to bully them in chat. <laughs> All right. Well, let him let him finish his point yeah, first yeah, before yeah, finish your you point. know we gratify <laughs> our fault. Uh, this dude in the chat's like fantasy. I don't follow him. He's a he's a loyal listener. I, I I'd love to respond to him in a second here. Um, but hold on one. Uh, let me let me sum this up. So, so. Trump has said, listen to your state governors, and that's something I agree with him. Uh, I, you should only listen I, to what your state governors are saying. If you're, if if a news hour reports on something right now and it's not something about what your state governor is saying, don't fucking read it. Like, like it doesn't matter. It's not going to be relevant. Don't read it. It's just speculation. Just people sharing shit on Facebook because they want to reinforce their opinions. Well, there's also, like, just the, like, news outlets alone from what I've noticed personally um they they literally say different things every day like one thing this is this this will be okay for you to do and then the next day they're like wait no no no, no that's dangerous that'll get you sick and it's like like what you you're changing all that stuff every day like like why am i listening to but it's not the news outlet order in general that's changing that thing every day it's it's a quote from a, a government official or a health official that's changing that every day you know a journalist wouldn't just come true. out and say what's right to do they're responding to 
you know, what the CDC says or what I, Dr. Okay, Fauci okay. says okay, that's anybody true. else. That's true. I mean, the safest thing you can do is literally stay home, so... Which was not yeah, the case I mean, on Wednesday. Which was yeah, not the case yeah, on uh, Wednesday. If the, if the media seems volatile and if the media seems like they're always changing their opinion, it's because they're talking to officials who are always changing their opinion. You know, we, re- we rely on quotes and, and statistics and facts from people in power, um, you know, to do our job. So if that information is incorrect, you know, so be it. But at the same time, you know, if it seems like we're constantly pivoting our attend or our opinion, um, we're not. It's not our opinion. It's other people's opinions mm-hmm. that we're just reporting on. It's people who know more about the situation than us. Oh wait, I it's guess. not coming. And that's through? that's actually like a really positive fucking. What you just said is like a very positive like, like viewpoint to have because a lot of people like blame the media. And yeah. I, I first of all, I hate the term that I just used, the media, because like. I like I mean, to think that, like, whatever ter- whatever news outlet you're going to is its own entity, and right. I obviously know if I'm reading one news outlet versus another, they may have two completely different slants. I, I just mm-hmm. assume everything I read is biased one way or the other. Oh, yeah, I mean, no matter what, um, if you're reading a big... So you're either reading something from a uh, from a big media company or a small media company. If right. it's a big media company, it's either going to lean left or right, you know, pretty much all the time, uh, no matter what it is. CNN leads left, Fox leads right, and those are two of the biggest media companies in the entire and world. I think that's I think that's a pretty well known fact. I think most people know that, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I should hope. I know, people are ignorant though. You know, some people might not. Some people just know things, but they don't put in the uh, the technical, uh, like the thought and analysis to really consider what that means and what effect that could have on their life. If that makes sense. No, it it definitely does. Um, yeah. I mean, the main thing I read is BBC because they are like, yes, they lean BBC left because they're right. British, but like, yeah. no, they, they do. They, they lean left, but they report facts. They don't like put hyperbole or anything. Um, sensationalized in their coverage, you know. So that, no, I get behind that BBC, I enjoy. The ABC, NBC, Fox, CNN, like, yeah, those those guys like money a lot too much. Um, too much. With the... Um, but no, that that the other thing that frustrates me at least is like today I saw it. A guy was sharing an article about the coronavirus or whatever the fuck. And like, oh, this thing makes you sick or wearing a mask helps you or doesn't help you keep from getting sick. Like, whatever. I looked at it. The article is from like March 2nd, a month old. Like people aren't checking like the dates on these things. And, you know, in any other climate, the date wouldn't, a month old would be still a valid source. But like whenever we're, this is like a, a science that we're not really on the up and up on. Things are changing week to week, and we're not really like a month old is old information. You can't be passing that around. No, that's a that's a really good point. Datelines are super important right now. You know, a lot of people will just skip over that kind of basic information at the beginning of an article, at the beginning of a story, um, even though it's right there laid out in front of them, and kind of ignore it. I mean, even myself, you know, I'll read an article and I'll be like, you know, I won't check the dateline. I'll just assume because it's the first thing that popped up when I Googled something that's the most recent piece of information on it, but it's not, you know, these search engines aren't uh, that smart. You know, they yeah. try to be, but you gotta, I mean, that's one thing I've learned as a journalism 
uh, as a journalist, like, even though the internet makes things super convenient, like, you still have to do a bit of digging through a, a few different articles and a few different sources if you want to, like, make, if you want to form a proper opinion on something, like, it's going to be a bit less convenient than you want it to be, but that's how it is. Yeah, nobody, like, I don't say nobody, but, um, I don't know the vast majority, but a good number of people do not want to put in the work. To no, exactly, yeah. I mean, a lot of people just use Twitter to get their news and stuff like that, and there's nothing really wrong with that, um, but I don't know. I think there are a few different, if you, like, news gets so general if you only look at it through, like, a social media lens. Hold on one sec. I have to take another look at this. <laughs> Go ahead, hey, go ahead. You know, I mean, that's that's why I disappeared, you know? I'm yeah. like taking a piss in the rain. Like, all kinds of things are getting wet. All uh, kinds of things. I wonder if it's just so, my PC. Well, while Colin's gone, we're taking a brief intermission from the, the uh, a very intellectual-heavy conversation. Uh, Peyton, I have been watching Cowboy Bebop this week. Yeah? I haven't finished it yet. I got, like, the last two episodes, part one of the... What is it? The old school blues is the ti- the title of the the credits yeah. credit song. Yeah. It's not old school blues. It's something. The, something the like blues. that. Yeah. But how are you liking and it? And that's the title of the last. Dude, I fucking love it, bro. Yeah. Dude, good. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be both dramatic and funny, but it's not. It's not so funny that it's like. like Dude, he's I'm start- watching this for the comedy. Guess what you he know, brought up? Guess what he brought up? And that he lo- that he's really liking, like, a lot. What? Cowboy what? fucking Bebop. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. That, dude. Like, that, oh, my God. That show is so well stylized. The music is fucking incredible. Dude, uh, best you, music of any anime I've watched. F- fucking easy. possibly yeah. any television like, show. Well, your, your name's music, I guess, well, your name's music is literally designed for the show, though. Like, it's literally, like, built around oh, the man. whole editing I could go everything. on about your name. Peyton, I watched, uh, I watched your name at an anime convention in, like, a room full of people just all reacting to, like, all the emotional stuff, like, super vividly and, like... <laughs> What a good experience to watch that movie. In. I I did watch it in theaters, and seeing that mm-hmm. film on the big screen is absolutely stunning. insane. It's so stunning. yeah. You, it's it's a it's a great fucking film. You I although Ethan only watched it on a TV, but like I will say, Ethan, it is um watching it on a TV is a um not a disservice, but you definitely are missing out watching it on just the TV, just because I, I, the animation of that film is so beautiful. I love that. Um, but, yeah. uh... I do like the music in Cowboy Bebop better than the music in Your Name, but Your Name's music is pretty good. Well, I mean, like, it's hard to, it's hard to, like, really, um, like, talk about both of them, because both of them are used in such different ways, because, like, Your Name's music was made before, like, right, like, the... The director was like, all right, write songs. Here's what the story's basically going to be about. Make this, make the music. He made, then the band made the music and then he built the scenes and animations and, uh, you know, from scene to scene based around the beats of the music. Right. So, so like, as long as we can all agree. Okay. Sorry, Peyton. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're I good. You off. No, 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 go. <laughs> you're good no, you, you keep going bro you i was talking. basically done so <laughs> as long as we can agree that the greatest joe hisaishi of studio ghibli film 
what was it? He pretty much did all their soundtracks, and you know, obviously they're god tier. Uh, oh, the the composer. I'm I'm yeah. not quite that deep in the uh the, the culture to know what you're talking about, but uh yeah. Ghibli. I, say, I know what Ghibli is. I just don't know the names of the fucking of these these films. Hmm. That's fair. Well, you should watch more Ghibli movies. You should definitely watch Porco Rosso and Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Yeah, both the dubs. Those are? Okay, good. Yeah. The dubs of both those movies are insane. The dub of Nausicaa has Patrick Stewart and Uma Thurman in it. And then the dub of Porco Rosso has uh, Michael Keaton as the main character, which is great. What? That's cool. <laughs> That's actually super That's sick. That's cool. He um, plays Porco. It's so good. I want to, you know, but the, the two, like, Animated movies that are very high on my list are Akira because I haven't seen Akira yet. I watched that this week, dude. I watched <laughs> Akira earlier this week. It's I Hulu, no, dude. I haven't. I, I haven't. watched it with Elliot this week. Uh, I'm gonna beat your ass if you don't watch no... Akira this week. <laughs> Akira is fucking wild, dude. It's, is it good? Is... good? I well, I know it's good, but like, it's, it's a little bit like Blade Runner, a little overhyped, but it's really good. Okay. Do you want to borrow the Blu-ray, Peyton? I got oh. the. I mean, how am I gonna get it? On Hulu. How, I don't have Hulu either. Just come to my house. I can't. Hey, you can stream anything for free online. I Type in watch Akira free. Like, yeah. <laughs> Type HD, watch. Like. Um, yeah, so, no. And Akira then the, is, a must, is a must view movie as far as I'm concerned. The <laughs> other one. We only start talking about anime because Kong is okay. taking a piss. Do we want to talk about news some let's, more? Let's and then come finish... back to anime like towards the end? Yeah, well, let's finish the topic on um. Yeah, let's let's go back to the news because I want Colin's like what I want Colin's the thing that I want Colin to well I guess I mean he doesn't have to but like I'm curious on what Colin's opinion is on how the media is handling the whole like like situation at hand like are they doing are they overhyping it are they overplaying the fear to try and keep people away as like to keep people from going out as much like you know like i'm curious on what his opinion is on like that whole situation and then i want to tell him about my conspiracy theory <laughs> um okay well the way i see it is like the media doesn't really overhype anything i mean some people might think so because their agenda that with what whatever the media is saying but the media as i was sort of saying earlier kind of only reacts to what people say and what people do so if people in power aren't doing and saying things that aren't relevant then the media really shift that way um i don't i mean well a lot of media like like i said like cnn and fox both lead in lean in obviously very different directions and have their own uh various agendas uh, based on the story or based on the topic. I don't think most media has, like, an agenda that they're trying to push by themselves. I think a lot of it's grounded in fact. Um, while I think that COVID-19 reporting might be, like, everywhere and it might be annoying, that, like, the fact that it is everywhere and maybe be everywhere, um, the fact of the matter is that all the stuff that's newsworthy and as somebody who studied news for for four years just some things are newsworthy and some things aren't everything that's newsworthy right now is covid related uh, at least in my sector what i'm reporting on mm -hmm. okay all right 
Uh, your mic is, uh, like, not, like... I don't know if it's muted or if I just can't hear you or... Oh, no. Oh, that's good, that's good. So, I think the problem with, like, talking about the media is, like, that's such a broad term. Yeah. It's like, when we say media, do we need Fox, CNN, MSN? Are we... Okay, so those are the big three. Two, one leans left, one is super left, and right. If you're not an idiot, you know which ones I'm talking about. Then you have, like, smaller news sources like WPXI, Channel 11, you know, smaller news sources, local news. Those don't really lean left one way or the other. And then you have international news, BBC, Sky News, and Sky News is more right. But you, you have those. And those all get lumped together in as the media, and along with, like, Washington Post, New York Times. And then, of course, you have the Huffington Post, which is borderline satire. Like, no, I don't call having it's satire is the wrong word. Borderline clickbait. Apologies. Yeah. Um. That all gets lumped in as the media, and it's like the problem is like people. My my problem when I watch any broadcast, it's like, oh, the media this, the media that, the media is not. The media loves Trump. The media hates Trump. You know, you we've all seen these. Oh, it's Ryan. That's who's in the it's, chat. A, it's that's all you're the problem with calling it all the media is you're combining like a whole bunch of different news outlets with wildly different viewpoints wildly different like